Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with this week's conversation about resilience. But first, if you wish to create a better life and have a better career, then please visit michaelobrienshift.com and download your free workbook on how to create a better life. In it, you'll discover ways to find more energy for the things and the people who matter most to you so you can create a better tomorrow. Hey there, it's Michael, and welcome back or welcome to the Kintsugi Podcast. It's time for another conversation about resilience. And today we're going to talk about the day after. You know the day. The day after you had a great first date. Or that day after you have your first fight, but you kiss and make up. Or the day after your wedding. Or the birth of your child or children. The day after you make a commitment to do something, maybe like start a new habit. And that day after when you're trying to do this new habit, but you stumble and fall. The day after the conference is over, that personal growth summit that you go to or zoom into. The day after you reach the summit, the day after you get promoted or perhaps get fired. The day after your last bad day or when the unexpected happens. As you know, if you've listened to the Consumer Podcast, I like to talk about how we create our lives in the moments between the moments. And yes, we naturally over-index our big moments, like our wedding, if we're married, or the birth of our child, all huge moments, or when we get promoted, or when anything big happens. And those things can be joyous. They could be terribly sad. We over-index on those. And again, perfectly normal, perfectly human. But it's my contention that what we do next, the day after, that's what determines what type of ripple we ripple into the world, the ripple of our lives. I'm recording this on the weekend here in New York of the 20th anniversary of September 11th. And if you are of a certain age, you remember exactly where you were when you first heard the news. I was still in the hospital recovering from my last bad day, my near-death cycling accident. That happened on July 11, 2001. Of course, September 11th happened on September 11, 2001. Two months since my trauma, the nation was going through its own. And I was in the gym, the rehab center, if you will, of the hospital, getting ready for my rehab session. I was on the bike. I was warming up. The therapists were all clustered around. They were talking. I was eavesdropping. And one of them said, oh my God, a small plane just hit the World Trade Center. And I immediately called my wife and asked her to turn on the TV. And she was busy with her two young daughters. And she was like, well, what channel? And I said, it doesn't matter. Because I had a funny feeling that it was going to be on every channel. And it was. So this past weekend, we recognize 20 years since 9-11. And again, if you're of a certain age, you know exactly where you were on that day. When you saw all the horrific unfold right before your eyes, before the world. But the question I have for everyone this week is, do you recall what happened on September 12th? 
How did you feel? I know we felt a whole bunch of a whole bunch. Shock, disbelief, we were frightened, we were angry, and the list can go on and on and on. But the one thing we started to become is united. Now, very few people remember the kerfuffle known as the 2000 election because of all the drama of late in the U.S. with politics and the last president and all that jazz. But back in 2000, we had a Supreme Court case decide if it was going to be Bush or Gore, and people were not happy. We ran to our corners and we started really shouting at each other almost for the very first time. And now this is all happening before social media. Keep in mind, social doesn't happen until 2004, 2006. So we were already sort of separating and dividing ourselves into camps because of that election and what happened in the Supreme Court and all that jazz. It was no bueno, as I like to say. But something happened on September 12th. We dropped all that and we started to hear each other, see each other, and love each other. We didn't look at each other as enemies. Nowadays, we look at each other in a lot of corners of this country and a lot of corners of the world. It's like, if you're not with me, you're against me. You're my enemy, not my fellow citizen here to unite. But on September 12th, 2001, we started to unite and the world united with us. Heck, the French said we are all Americans. We are all Americans. The world was with us. Now, many have said, a lot of historians or pundits have said that we lost our innocence that day. And that might be true. I'm not sure how innocent we were prior because things had happened prior. War. Heck, we lived through a civil war. I'm not sure a country that goes through civil war can be so innocent. Maybe it's generational innocence. But we found a way to connect in the days after. But here's the thing. Over the years, we've lost our way. We've lost ourselves. We've lost our values. Now we just shout at each other or post at each other. And here's the thing. The terrorists didn't do this to us. We did this to ourselves. In a lot of ways, what they planned, what happened, wasn't in alignment. It became a much bigger deal when those towers fell. It caught the world's attention a little bit differently than if just the planes hit. That was their original intent. And then it became something, well, it was bigger than life to begin with, but even bigger than bigger than life, which is not a phrase, but we're uh, making stuff up as we go along here. But here's the notion, is the terrorists didn't divide us. We did the division. We started to separate. Heck, more people in the U.S. have been killed by white supremacists than any foreign terrorists since 9-11. And you know what's remarkable? Flight 93, the flight that crashed in Pennsylvania that was headed toward the Capitol building. Now, because of the heroics on that plane, the plane never made it to D.C. It crashed, as I just mentioned, in Pennsylvania. So the that target was never reached, but our own citizens rushed that target, broke through the Capitol 20, 20 years, or actually earlier than 20 years since 9-11. So we're doing a lot of this ourselves. 
And just a note on Flight 93, I think this is really interesting and very cool and very American. They paused just long enough to take a vote before they decided to storm the terrorists. If that is not America, I'm not sure what is. They paused long enough to take a vote to hear each other before they took action. We need to get back that ideal. Now, my trauma, as I mentioned up front, happened on July 11, 2001. And one of the injuries, I had many, I broke a whole bunch of everything. Well, the left leg, because that was sort of destroyed, my left leg became shorter than my right. So I didn't have full extension. And our national trauma on September 11th, in a lot of ways, we came together, but then we separated. We lost our ability to extend a helping hand to each other, to reach out to one another. So I see both things having a little parallel to the whole concept of extending. Now, if you followed along, you know I've had total knee replacement a few weeks ago. And because of that surgery, I now have full extension, something I haven't had in 20 years. It's really wild. There's so many breakthroughs, things I'm doing today that I haven't done in 20 years. But here's the thing. Even though I have full extension, I'm walking as if I don't. So part of my rehab homework from my physical therapist is to learn how to walk again with full extension. And maybe our country's homework is this over the next 20 years or maybe the next two or whatever time frame we want to pin on it. And maybe our surgery, I had my total knee replacement, but maybe this whole pandemic is part of our surgery. And through it, we'll learn to reach out to one another. We'll fully extend to one another again. Lend a helping hand, a hug, support, even to people who don't look like us, vote like us, pray like us, or love like us. Wouldn't that be cool if we can get there again, to be united again? Because I'm not sure about you, like burning all these calories on all this divisiveness, God, it's so tiring. It's hard to be resilient. You feel like you're just riding your bike into a headwind, swimming upstream, if you will. We're much better off when we're connected. We can do more things and we got to do a lot of things. So a better way is to stop all the infighting, all the machoism, all the bravado. Balance out what leadership looks like in this country, looks like in this world. A lot of the machoism got us into this mess. We've spent trillions trying to fight terrorism around the world. But we have allowed the hatred and divisiveness in this country to grow wildly. It's almost been fertilized. So here's my belief. I believe that I can learn how to walk again with full extension. I'm well on my way. I believe if you've had something and you lose it, you can find it again. So I believe that we can find a way to come together again. Yeah, we might have lost it over the years, but we can find it. This is my faith. Helps me keep going. It's my resilience. It's my grit. Even with all our scars, even with all of our kintsugi, I think we can do this. Actually, I know that we can. And some may think it's a bit naive, but I'd rather be naive and hopeful than have a scarcity mindset and just like let folks continue to divide us. Now, a lot of people have written a lot of articles over the last week or so, grading us over the last 20 years. It's a natural thing to do. And I would agree with them. I think since 9-11, since September 11, 2001, if we gave ourselves a grade, we would not make the honor roll. We would probably get a failing grade. Yes, we caught Bin Laden, but 
the divisiveness is painful. The money we've spent is wasteful. We could have done so much more good, but we just allowed a lot of macho bros to play with their tanks and battleships. They were thirsty for war, and we got this endless war. A much better pathway forward is peace. Yeah, we need to have a military, and I respect the military, but we don't need to go to war. Especially these wars that just end up endless, spending trillions. So I don't believe we should hand out our final grade yet. I believe that this moment is sort of like the mud, you know, the spirit of no mud, no lotus, that this part is the mud. And the next 20 years, hopefully it won't take 20, is our blossom. It's our lotus. That the lotus flower has to go through the mud and the muck in order to be beautiful on top of the lily pad. So I think the last 20 years has been our mud and muck, and we can come back together and blossom beautifully. I believe we can do that. Now, I think the way to do that, and this is going to come as no surprise, is to slow down and breathe, to pause, breathe, reflect, so we can hear each other, see each other, and love each other, because I believe most of the world's problems go back to that, that we're not seeing, hearing, and loving each other in the way that we can. But we have to go slow. We have to slow down. We're in such a dang hurry. And here's the thing, we cross the same finish line. It's just a matter of when. Why are we in such a rush? I know there's global competition and all that, but we don't have to necessarily fall for that. I believe in commerce. I believe in the marketplace. I believe in all that. I'm a business owner. I run my own business. But we can go slow in order to go fast. We can be intentional. We can hear each other, see each other, and love each other. And I think that will help us become more connected. And when that happens, then we send a beautiful ripple that can elevate everyone and not just some of us. Create a system that works for all of us, not just a few who built it for the few. So those are my thoughts as we look back 20 years ago on September 11th. I'd love to get your thoughts too. What do you think about when you look back over the last 20 years and what are you hopeful for as we go forward? One thing to look out for as we go forward is I'm going to do another ripple challenge, rippling gratitude and kindness and self-care and wellness. Starts on September 20th. If you check out my website or Instagram or get my weekly blog, you'll get the information to sign up for it. It's all positive. We're going to ripple goodness and gratitude and kindness from September 20th to Thanksgiving here in the States. It's called the One Ripple Challenge. You might think that's a long period of time, but here's the thing. We're all rippling stuff today somewhat unconsciously. Why don't we be conscious about what we wish to ripple? And then it becomes a habit. It actually takes 66 days in order to form a new habit. There are 66 days in between September 20th and Thanksgiving here in the States. September 20th is also my birthday. So I hope you'll celebrate my birthday with me by joining the challenge. On my birthday, my wish is that for everyone to pause, breathe, reflect for five minutes and just slow down and stop. Stop the madness. Stop this crazy. It's killing us. It's killing the planet. The planet's going to survive. The question is, will we survive on the planet? We got to find a better way. We got to get back up again and head in a different direction. We are resilient. We can do hard things. I believe that you got this and we got this. But it's going to take a concerted effort by everyone to make this happen. So we have to let the voices that want to ripple something positive come through to speak their truth, to share their voice, and take up space. 
Because the people that peddle fear and divisiveness and scarcity, they've had the keys to the castle long enough. It's time for us to have fun storming the castle and get those keys back. And I hope you'll join me. As always, thanks for listening and subscribing and sharing with your friends. Remember, if you have a challenging moment or two between now and then, the next time we chat or practice together, meditation on Clubhouse or wherever it may be, remember you got this because you have survived 100% of your bad moments to date and you'll survive the next one. And I will also say I got you as well. We got this together. And of course, don't forget to have fun storm in the castle. That bears repeating because it's that important. Love you all. See you next week. Bye-bye.